Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Train, Eat, Repeat. I am riding solo. So sad. Uh, but Andrea will be here next week. Just want to give a quick shout out to Andrea. She's not here, but I know she'll be listening to this later uh, for absolutely destroying her personal record uh, time that she was looking to do for her half marathon. If, for those of you that don't know or don't follow us on social media, we both ran the Des Moines IMT uh, half marathon this past weekend. Um, got to run it with a couple of our good friends and shout out to Eric Friswold for running his very first half marathon, which is just a great accomplishment uh, when you consider just the amount of training uh, that goes into um, one of those races and the preparation. And, and really, it, it comes down to a mindset. Set. So shout out to Eric for his first, to my partner in crime, Andrea, for uh, hitting her best time. Um, and I actually hit my time as well, which is great. Um, it's always very rewarding when you can put in all of that work. I think our prep was something around like 20 weeks, um, which also is very indicative too. And a quick side note of just how long it takes to reach a goal right? Like people want that instant satisfaction, instant gratification, 20 weeks of, of dedicated running, um, giving up, you know, Saturday nights, giving up our Sunday mornings to really put in the work. Um, I think it just goes to show it, it does take a lot. So I want to give a shout out to her. She will be back next week. What we're talking about today, and I think it's a very pertinent conversation, very near and dear to my heart, uh, considering I'm, I'm, I'm towards, I'm going, I'm striding towards the finish line, not to be cliche based on just what I talked about. Uh, but in terms of recovering from injury, you know, at one point or another, whether you are an elite athlete or you're a regular Joe Schmo like myself, you are going to come up against injuries. And, and a lot of times it's not going to happen inside of the gym, although I've had my fair share of aches and pains in the gym as well. But I more so want to make sure that I give you the right tools that if you do become injured, that we approach it the right way. Um, and if you haven't listened to the episode I did with Dr. Aaron Horshig from Squat University, um, he is one of the best physical therapists um, when it comes to rehabbing injuries specific to people that lift weights. Um, and even if you don't lift weights, I mean, honestly, I've used it with numerous clients, a lot of his techniques, um, and they've worked out. But at one point or another, you're going to be having that itch to want to get back to working out. Um, we're a, uh, a species that is that we're bred to move. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you treat your injury um, with care and making sure that you have the right information, you're making the right choices so that you can bounce back and be even better uh, than you were. Um, so where do we start? I, you know, let's say you you injured yourself. Um, you have a swollen ankle, you have a banged up knee, uh, a, a wrist uh, that's really hurting. Uh, I think the first thing that you absolutely have to do is you have to find an expert. Um, you know, I think too many times, and I'm speaking more to the men on this podcast, we uh, like to think, oh, well, I'll just rub some dirt on it and I'll be okay. Or, you know, I, don't, I think I'll just give it, you know, a couple of weeks and make sure it's okay. The longer you wait, the more uh, opportunity there is for damage and, and permanent damage at that. You know, so for example, when I 
fell. Um, and my, my injury was not exercise related. I actually fell off one of those lime scooters, which if I can give a quick PSA announcement, do not get on one of those things. Um, just went down the rabbit hole in terms of learning just how dangerous those are and also how many people have actually been injured, but fell off one, uh, total just fluke of nature, you know, fluke, uh, thing that happened and it's what it was swollen. Um, I knew from Dr. Aaron Horshig that probably the worst thing I could do to speed up healing is, is to put ice on it. Um, so the first things first, do not put ice on your injury. Um, you can check out our episode, um, back with Dr. Aaron Horshig. We go into detail as to why we don't do that, or you can also visit him on squatuniversity.com. So once I did the injury or had the injury though, I went, uh, to, a uh, orthopedic uh, surgeon. Uh, they did the x-ray, they did the MRIs. And, and the reason why you want to go to an expert, especially around an injury, is that typically they have to do this type of testing, right? They're going to have to do an x-ray, they're going to have to do an MRI, they may have to do blood work if you feel a little bit off. None of those things can be done by you or by me. Um, and so really, you need to go to that expert. And the expert doesn't necessarily need to be your medical doctor. You know, it could be a physical therapist, it could be a massage therapist, it could be um, you know, somebody that like an occupational therapist, I think the biggest thing is trying to find someone that knows exactly what you do for a living and what you are trying to do. So that way your care um, is, is aligned with what your goals are. And what I mean by that is somebody that is in their, I'm just going to throw out a number, but let's just say they're in their fifties. They are a you know, they go to the gym, but they're not really looking to compete. They are not that active. They work a desk job. It's not like they're working manual labor. That recovery for that person is going to look drastically different, or at least it should, compared to somebody who is very active and has a job where they're working with their hands all the time because, or or their feet, or they're on their feet all the time. And it should look different because they're trying to get that person back to what they want to do and what they need to do. So first things first is finding an expert. And I would highly suggest getting one or two different opinions. Um, me personally, I ended up getting like two opinions. Um, I happen to have people in my network that uh, know quite a bit about the body and my injury specifically. And at the end of the day, I took all of that information from everyone and was able to make an educated decision on what the best thing uh, to do was. And, and for me, that was um, a cast uh, to let a broken bone heal and then also surgery. Um, so over the course of it, I was actually in a some type of a brace or cast for the better half of four months. Um, and most people in that situation, they would just stop. They would stop moving. They would stop exercising. And that's where, you know, hiring a another expert in, in the sense of a coach or a corrective exercise specialist like myself or a good physical therapist to try and learn how to work around that injury while you're letting it heal. Because don't get me wrong, it, there was nothing in my mind that said, yeah, I think I could push it, even though I did a little bit. <laughs> um and, and, you know, that's I think that's common. That was my old blockhead nature to not exactly listen 100 percent to the advice that was being given to me. But the worst thing you can do is stop moving completely. And if, if you feel like that's your only option, I 
urge you to try and find an expert um, to try and help you find a way to work around that injury all the while allowing it to heal and then starting to strengthen that injury back up. Because once you stop moving, it's not just a detriment to your physical self or your physical being, but it's also a detriment to your mental health as well. I mean, those of you that are listening that that have adopted exercise as a part of your routine, you know how it feels when you miss one, two, a week of exercise, like you go on vacation with all good intentions, which we all have to exercise, and it's just not the same. And you don't feel like yourself. So when you, if you're in that position where you're like, I don't know what I can do to get around it, that's where you need to reach out to another expert. Um, Because it's not just for your physical sense, but it's also for the fact of your mental sense as well. Um, and again, this this coach that you're finding, they should be able to build a program where you're still able to uh, work out, you're still able to elevate your heart rate, you're still able to release those endorphins without compromising that injury state. Um, and if you have a coach that that isn't like that, that they want you to push through it, or they think that you should just take considerable amount of time off, again, depending on the injury, then I would argue that you probably need to talk to or or find a new coach because a good coach will be able to work around that. Um, the other thing that I truly believe that you need to do after an injury is be an advocate for yourself. So it's one thing to go to an expert, have them explain to you, you know, what's going on. But I think, and not so much in my case, because even though I wanted to learn more and more about the injury itself, so that way I can make a decision on whether or not to have surgery and and whether or not to actually try and push it is that, you know, it's more so around the case of like, um, you know, you have a nagging injury that continuously shows up. So for instance, let's just use uh, tendonitis or tendinopathy um, as it it is correctly named. Um, Let's say you have it in your knee or you have it in your Achilles, all common things that I I see in my coaching. Um, If you have that, finding out exactly how it comes about and why do you why do you continually have that issue and that's important because while a doctor uh, or another expert can diagnose you and say well you have tendinopathy it's a totally a different thing for you to understand what is it that I am doing and again this is where you're sort of checking in with yourself being your own advocate what am I doing inside of my program inside of my day-to-day that could be potentially causing this injury to reoccur multiple times. And something like tendinopathy, something like um, arthritis, um, even though arthritis can be somewhat based on age, it can be onset, um, but and like sprains, things like that. Why are those things keep coming around? You know, is it that I'm skipping stretching after each training session? Am I never taking enough days off or in between for my active recovery or my rest? Am I sitting too much? You know, talked about how many of our jobs are sedentary or we sit in our chairs too much, that could all be a reason why a muscle gets tight. So a good example of this, I had a lifting injury. Um, it was it was super lightweight. It's a movement that I had done numerous times before. And yet I was in my warm-up sets and 
I remember fondly now, not fondly because it hurt, but I didn't do my proper warm up and I probably rushed into my workout a little bit fast, but I had this strange popping sensation, which felt like my lower back and it took three uh, chiropractic visits and it took three massage therapist visits to finally get some uh, comfort and some uh, relief from that injury. And it wasn't uh, my lower back, which again is why you go to an expert. Um, it had something to do with uh, my hip and also the muscles inside of my glutes um, that just were so tight and everything just sort of pulled at once. Um, and again, it, it wasn't necessarily the movement that I was doing, but it was because I wasn't being a good advocate to myself and I was skipping stretching. I was uh, you know, making my warm up faster than it needed to be. Um, I also probably was not necessarily working on the actual fundamentals of the movement. So really learning how to do the movement properly, because I do remember it was a movement that I wasn't used to. So all I'm saying here is definitely try and be your best advocate to understand your injury. And so that way it doesn't happen to you in the future. Uh, what I learned from my injury experience, not the hip, but my wrist, never get on a, a motorized scooter. Um, there's an assumption of risk with everything. Um, but those Lime scooters or bird scooters or whichever ones you, you ride, I would highly suggest to uh, stay away from them. The next part, okay, so we found the expert, we're going to be an advocate, we're going to find out more about um, our injury so how we can prevent it for the future, nutrition. And and this is a kind of a funny one because I guarantee you, you didn't think that eating the right foods would actually either help you speed up your healing or actually slow down your healing. Um, but, you know, food does have a healing power and it also has inflammation and bloating power as well. So, and, and the hard part here is that little bit of mental piece of it is that it's very hard to uh, resist those urges, those frustrated feelings to just eat whatever you want because you're so sad that you got injured or you got hurt. And believe me, I've been there, right? I just gave you two good examples of where basically I was down and out, wasn't able to do my day-to-day -day thing that I love to do. But if you're more aware of the fact that you are eating your feelings rather than um, making a conscious decision to eat the foods that you know are going to help with your recovery and also just make you feel good too. While that you know, hamburger or cookie might make you feel good in the moment, that is a very short, minute dopamine rush and it won't last that long. And you also could be detrimentally uh, slowing down your healing process. So what do we focus on then in, in terms of nutrition? And these are not the end-all be-all, but it really is pretty close to what we should be eating on a daily basis anyway. I mean, inflammation is is completely natural. It's actually the first part of the healing process. So by no means am I saying by eating these foods, are you going to reverse uh, that process? Because that process needs to happen. But this is something that can help speed up that process just a little bit. So the first thing is eating more anti-inflammatory fats. So that'd be like olive oil, avocados, fish oil, ground flaxseed, uh, fish like mackerel, salmon, sardines, mixed nuts and seeds. On the other end of the spectrum, you're going to avoid pro-inflammatory foods. So processed meats and high in saturated fats, um, which would basically be any processed food, uh, vegetable oils. So things that have like corn oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, or soybean oil. Um, and then any foods with trans fats and a lot of your baked goods um, will have those trans fats in them. So just again, trying to go more towards the minimally processed and trying to avoid 
those really processed foods um, would be the first step towards eating the right nutrition for your healing. Then in terms of like spices, um, I've talked about curcumin numerous times. Um, Dr. Uh, Greger talks about this uh, continuously about um, helping with arthritis and um, also talks about garlic as well and ginger. Those would be very good things to add in. For the curcumin or turmeric or curry powder, seven tablespoons per day or teaspoons per day, excuse me, tablespoons would be a lot, uh, teaspoons per day. So you can sprinkle this on your food. Um, I typically put it in like my stir fries. You can put it in soups. You also can mix it directly into water. Um, it might have a little bit of a strong taste. Um, and I actually even have some turmeric ginger tea almost every night um, just to maintenance uh, my inflammation levels. Um, in terms of garlic, uh, two to four cloves of garlic per day. Um, ginger is also something that you can utilize. Um, if you're doing a powdered version, you can do an eighth teaspoon per day. That also can be beneficial. Uh, this is an interesting one, but bromelain uh, from pineapple, um, two cups per day. So bromelain is an enzyme that's in pineapple that not only aids with digestion, but also is really good with, for anti-inflammatory purposes. Uh, cacao, tea, and berries. So those are the main foods and or spices that you can use. On top of that, um, making sure that you're getting enough vitamins into your system, nutrients from vitamin A, around 10,000 IUs per day. If you're not currently taking like a multivitamin, we might want to up the dosage uh, to that 10,000 IU when you actually are injured. Vitamin C, one to two grams per day. Copper, two to four milligrams per day. And zinc, 15 to 30 milligrams per day. So in a nutshell, you know, Yes, rest, uh, having it immobilized. Um, remember, we're not icing anything uh, and, and finding that expert and being your own advocate. Nutrition plays in a very important role in your recovery. Um, and it should make sense because what we put into our body ultimately determines how we feel. And if we're injured, um, the best way to heal faster is to put good nutrient foods into our body. Um, and the big thing, too, when it comes to nutrition, and I actually just learned this, is that you want to make sure you're getting enough calories. Many times when we're injured, we end up eating less, either because we think our activity levels are lower, which they are, but we can still eat more than what we would be doing if we were sedentary, um, and 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 not, but not eating so much as if we were doing our regular training volume. And the reason for this is that your BMR, or your basal metabolic rate, which ends up being the calories that you end up burning if you just laid awake in bed. It's basically there to uh, help your body function on a day-to-day basis, but not doing any other activities. That number, and it's always a number of calories, that number can increase by 15 to 20% after sports injuries or minor surgeries. And it makes sense too. The the body is trying to heal itself, so it needs more fuel in order to um, continue that process. So know that you also need to make sure that you're eating enough as well, especially from protein, amino acids, and all of those foods that I just listed. Those are huge. So keep in mind, or I would even keep track of your hunger cues, make sure you're still eating to 80% fullness. Um, And again, trying to resist the urge to indulge um, because again, that's more of the mental component than there is something physical going on at that time. And then the the last one here, and and this is probably um, maybe something that you all know if you've gone through either physical therapy or 
uh, occupational therapy. Me personally, I never truly have gone through like an OT program. This wrist injury was the worst injury I've ever um, had as as an adult. And so I, I think you know, the biggest thing here is follow the program. And what I mean by that is, is uh, so I go, so for a little bit of background, I go to OT twice a week. If I just relied on those two hours per week to completely help me heal and get back my range of motion and my strength, there's no way I would ever get back to where I want to be, um, which I want to get back to 100%. I want to go back to the things I love to do, my lifting, my running, um, and everything else in between. But that won't happen unless it goes back to being your own advocate. You are putting the work in yourself. So my OT who is an expert and, and, and a great expert at that because she asked me where I want to get to. She understands that I'm an athlete. She understands that I have needs for my wrist and for my hand that require a lot of strenuous activity. And so she is working with me, but during those two hours every single week, but more importantly, what she's doing, she's giving me homework to do when I go home. And that's probably the most important thing is that you have to keep those up. They're boring. They're not something that's that's overly sexy by any trust of the imagination, but there is something that works as long as you continually do it. And I can tell you many times as a trainer working with individuals who are coming back from a significant injury, when you do not do the rehab, have and you're expecting that trainer or coach, um, or in this case, an occupational therapist to do the work for you, you are not going to see uh, great results from it. I can promise you that. So you do have to do the work as you are coming back from that injury. And that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, there's there's obviously um, there's going to be some one offs depending on the type of injury that you have. I think the biggest thing that you should get out of this is that absolutely find an expert. If nothing else, you get out of this podcast. Please do not take this uh, podcast today as the holy grail of what to do when I'm injured. Um there are some certain things that I have learned or acquired over the course of my own experience as somebody who has been injured and also somebody who has coached many people through an injury and also to prevent injury. I mean, many of the things that are listed on here and the things that we've talked about on this podcast over the last 70, this is our 77th episode, are all things that will help prevent you from getting injured. And yes, things will happen. Me falling off of a scooter, it really doesn't matter how prepared I could have been, um, I would have gotten injured no matter what. But the fact that I was in a better health condition, I guarantee you is contributing to the fact that I'm healing quicker than somebody that may not have been. Um, But I think the biggest thing is finding that expert and then following those tools uh, by being your own advocate, eating the right foods, making sure that you're doing the rehab exercises and finding that coach that can help you work around that injury. And that's about it, guys. So Andrea will be back next week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy the episode, I would greatly appreciate you going on to iTunes and leaving a five-star. Make sure you guys subscribe so you do not miss an episode. Again, we release these every single week on Wednesdays by 5 o'clock. So we will talk to you guys next week and enjoy the rest of the week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.